In this episode, I'm going to talk about treating yourself like you would a new friend. My name is Justin Sinceri. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist who is also obsessed with the polyvagal theory. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken. This episode should be uh, trigger-free. It does get a little bit personal, I suppose, just talking about yourself and how you treat yourself. As always, just put yourself first. I don't think this will be a huge issue, though, in this episode. I know it sounds extremely corny, treating yourself like you would a friend. What does that mean? Is this some sort of wellness mumbo-jumbo stuff? I don't think it's that bad, but yeah, it is kind of corny. But I think it's uh, I think it's a way to think about things. It's an angle for when it comes to getting unstuck, for when it comes to self-care and, yeah, wellness, the wellness stuff. Uh, I, I think it's just another angle to understand and kind of reframe how we look at these things in our mind. When we talk about meditation or safety anchors like I do in my Building Safety Anchors uh, course, on my website, justinlmft.com. So when we talk about these things, it's like, well, you know, it, it, I, I, when you hear these things, you may struggle with, like, how do I, how do I wrap my mind around this? And I think we take it, like, we hear what people like me say, and then we try to apply it to ourselves. But you might not buy into yourself. You may not believe that you're valuable or worth anything, I guess. You you may not love yourself. You may not feel a whole lot of, um, I guess, just belief in yourself. You may not be a friend with yourself. I guess that's kind of what, what it boils down to. Because everything I just described, that applies to friendships, right? In friendships, we f- we view the other person as having value. We believe in them. We think that they're worth, you know, whatever it is, right? Whatever the thing, as Mercedes would say. We have some esteem for our friends. We think highly of them. So you might not have that for yourself. And so if you don't feel that way about yourself, if you don't think that way about yourself, then whatever, you know, wellness stuff is out there, whatever tips there are for life, whatever grounding skills or safety anchors, You may not believe that you're worth implementing those. You may not believe that you can. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. So then before you attempt to do all of these various different things that we hear about, your first step might be just to believe that you're worthy of these things. And that might mean treating yourself like you would a friend. Now, I know the word friend can mean different things, can look a lot of different ways. But I really want to focus on, and I'll keep this very general, like what what does a healthy friendship look like? And let's talk about what what a friendship is versus, you know, like a coworker or what do you call it, a co-student? A student in your class, someone that you share a class with, I don't know what that would be called. A fellow student, a peer. So what's a coworker versus, an, or a co-student versus an acquaintance versus a friend? And a coworker is someone you, you work alongside, you may say hello to, you may say what's up to. And that's kind of it. You, you, that, or even saying hello and, and sharing pleasantries, that might be the kind of the max of it. You don't hang out. You don't really do anything that doesn't involve work, right? But an acquaintance might be, it could be a coworker, it could be a co-student, it could be wh- whoever. But an acquaintance you kind of know more about, 
you're interested in their hobbies, you might have a certain show that you watch that you talk about or talk trash about Star Wars because they're awful now. You might have someone that you share those, like that next kind of level of we're, we're more than a coworker or co-student. We can also share our, like our hobbies and whatnot. We share our interests. We keep it nice and safe, right? We're not going to talk about, you know, painful stuff and whatnot. But that's different than a friend. A friend is someone on that next level, which is you're sharing yourself on a personal level, not just like what you're into, but like what you're feeling. Maybe things in life that are causing you some stress or feelings of overwhelm or pressure. A friend is someone that you're going to go to for support. An acquaintance, probably not. A co- like someone who's just a coworker, just a student that you're just saying hello to, pretty much definitely not. You're not, you're not going to be going to that person for that level of support. But a friend, you might, right? Or you probably would. So I want you to treat yourself like that. Not just someone that you you see in the mirror and say hi to and you move on. Not someone that you know on a superficial level, but someone that you know on a deeper level and someone that you care about on a deeper level. That's what I mean. This is a different, yes, corny, but also kind of a different angle to look at this from in your relationship with yourself. I don't like, I'm not excited about putting it that way. Uh, I don't like to to take the self and then divide it up when it comes to like working with clients and talking on the podcast here and whatnot. But I think that as a metaphor, looking at yourself as a friend to make or to get to know, I think it works in that level or at least the level of like, we, we all know our thoughts really well. We know what's in our head. Maybe, you know, really, really well, maybe too well because it's, we spend so much time up there, but you might not know what's happening from the neck down. You might not know what's happening in your somatic feelings, your sensations. You may not even know what's happening in your emotional feelings. So maybe we'll look at this as not just being friends with yourself, but like combining the mind-body halves of yourself, just to put it again in a very dichotomous sort of way, but we're kind of marrying those two, getting them to know each other. Maybe that would work for you, but really it's just like a new angle of looking at things of like getting to know yourself all over again. And how to do that. And now you may be thinking, I don't want to do that because there's too much pain in there. There's there's stuff that I don't want to know about or think about or feel about. So I don't want to do that. Justin, no thank you. I don't want to be friends with myself. I just want this stuff to go away. I want this pain to go away. You know, right, right there, that's what I'm talking about. Because I think with a friend, you probably wouldn't treat a friend that way, right? If a friend came to you with some pain or needed some support and you really genuinely care about this person, I don't think you're going to say like, just go away. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to hear you. Just stop. Go away. At least in your state of safety that when a friend comes to you for support, you're probably going to have more time and attention and love and caring and compassion for them, right? So that's what I want you to bring to yourself. So when you say, just go away, just stop. I don't want to think about this. I don't want to feel this. You're, you're not treating yourself as, a, as you would treat a friend. But fair enough, fair enough. You don't want to go into the deep, heavy stuff. And that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I could definitely validate that. And and I think that you're right. So instead of just flat out treating yourself like a friend, treat yourself like a potential new friend. How about that? If If you're talking to a coworker and you become acquaintances, 
and maybe you're hanging out at lunch and talking about hobbies or you meet in the morning and exchange pleasantries about whatever TV show you're into. You're feeling them out. You're just going to get to know that surface level stuff, right? You're not going to start talking about deep stuff to an acquaintance. You're not going to be sharing your traumas. You're not going to be sharing your thoughts and feelings and maybe even your political viewpoints. You're not going to be going into all these heavy things with someone that's not quite your friend yet. Unless you're on the internet and it's a stranger, then I guess all that stuff comes out. So maybe treat yourself like an acquaintance that might become a friend. Like there, there's things that you're into that you like, you know, that you like. And you can accept yourself on that level. I like this TV show. I like this ice cream. And, and so that's as far as you've gotten. And you kind of like this person and you're, or at least this person is like, you're willing to get to know more about them, but you're not willing to talk about all the painful stuff. And you wouldn't do that with an acquaintance anyway. So we don't have to do that. Maybe treating yourself like a possible new friend means that, you know, we're not going to go into the painful stuff quite yet. I know it's in there. I know you feel it. I think about it. So I know it's there, but it's kind of like, we're just not going to go into it quite yet until I get to know you better. Just like with a, with a friend or someone who's becoming a friend, until I get to know you better, I might, we might not go into that heavy stuff until I know I can trust you, until I know that you're trustworthy or that at least you're not giving me any danger cues. How about that? Treat yourself like a potential new friend. And just like with a potential new friend, you would focus on positives, things that you share, things that are in common, things that are just superficial enough, but you're sharing your opinions on TV shows and whatnot. You're keeping it pretty light, but you're getting to know the positive things. You're the things that that bring them happiness or maybe things that they bring them irritation that you both can kind of joke around about with a real, a real life, like acquaintance, right? You wouldn't go into the painful stuff. So I know that for you, how does this translate to you as a person? Just like you would focus on the positives with this uh, acquaintance or possible friend, you would focus on the positives of yourself. Now the superficial level is like, what do you, what do you like? But the deeper level of that that you can tap into is like, what are you passionate about? What really brings you happiness? I know there's tons of pain, but there's more to you than that. There's also maybe tons of positivity that might not know how to come out. Maybe no one's like listening for it or expecting it. Like I'm talking about you. Maybe you're not giving yourself that level of curiosity and welcoming. Yeah, there's tons of pain probably. But there's, there's more to you. There's always more to you, not just to you, but to all of us. There's more. And I have zero doubts. I don't know you, but I also, at the same time, I have zero doubts that there is something incredible inside of you. Just because you're a human being. Like all of us have something that we bring to the world in our own ways that's positive, I believe, or that we can bring to the world. Whether or not we do it, that's, I guess that's something separate. So you might not know what that thing is inside of you, but that doesn't mean it's not there. You may not be able to feel that thing that's inside of you that's positive and full of love and compassion and energy and passion for, you know, whatever it is. It might be art. It might be writing. It might be singing. It might be rapping. It might be uh, slam poetry. It might be woodworking. Maybe you're a swimmer. I have no idea. So there's something inside of you that you may not know about. Just like with a new friend. You don't know everything about them, but they might have something absolutely incredible inside of them that they share with you down the road. And you're like, well, I, I had no idea about, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that you could do this thing. So just same thing with you. 
there's something inside of you that you don't know about. And I think it's true for all of us. And as, as we grow and get less stuck, we might learn things about ourselves that's like, wow, I had no idea. I didn't know I was capable of that. I didn't know I felt that way. I didn't know I personally, uh, I've done this podcast for about a year and a half now. I didn't know this was a thing for me before that. I didn't know that I would light up and really enjoy this before that. Like, how could I, right? But I got curious about it. I was open to like, what else is inside of me? How else do I want to impact the world? What What's the right medium for me to share what I know about the polyvagal theory and about mental health and about therapy? And I, I looked at, you know, okay, I'm curious about doing something with my knowledge and my passion. And I, I looked at what are my options? Video, blog, podcast, apps, and then, uh, you know, maybe like in-person uh, seminars and whatnot, webinars, that, all that kind of stuff, right? But I was like, I, I don't want to do the video thing. That's not my comfort level. I, podcast, I, writing I can do, writing I can do. But for some reason, podcasting really, it just felt like I was curious about it. I was like, I think I can develop that. Before I asked myself what I would want to do, I had no idea that podcasting was something that I'd be really into. So I had to be curious about it first. I had to be curious about like, what, what else is inside of me that I can, that's a strength that I can build on. So same thing for you. Treat yourself with a, like a potential new friend and be curious about what else is inside of you. There is something else in there. I have zero doubt about that. Every single one of us has it. You just don't know, you don't know about it yet. That's it. Or if you do know about it yet uh, already, have you pushed yourself on it? Have you grown from it? Have you found out other things that you can, other strengths that you can utilize at the same time? There's always something new to learn. What I'm kind of laying out, this requires that you're first off curious. And I guess second off, believe that there is more within you. But also third is that you're willing to do this a little bit at a time. And again, we learn about new friends a little bit at a time. Mercedes and I are, are really, really good friends. And I still we, we learn about each other all the time, little by little by little. That because that's how friendship works. So I'm learning a little bit about her at a time. She learns a little bit about me at a time, and we're, we are we are oddly similar. It's really well, it's odd. So we learn a little bit our, about our friends at a time. We learn a little bit about ourselves at a time as well. So that that's the approach here. Is I don't know if you're going to learn everything about yourself, everything, every positive thing about yourself in one night. I don't think that's the way it works. I think you have to be curious and be willing to accept that there is positivity within you. There is beauty within you, whatever that looks like, whatever that feels like. And then that you can grow that and you can cultivate that step by step by step. So learning about yourself a little bit at a time. But then the other thing here is just like with a friend, you kind of have to hold back on the judgment. This is a very difficult thing to do. All of us, we all judge ourselves. I have my own judgments, uh, just like anybody else. So I, I think that anytime that we're at the edges of our growth, where it becomes uncomfortable and we drop down into that defensive kind of energy, that judgments come along with it. And when we judge ourselves, Part of the function of that is that it prevents us from going further than the edges of what our nervous system is capable of. So it kind of keeps us at a comfort level of, of not growing though. So it keeps us at a, at a comfort level of like staying within those bounds. 
judgment can kind of have this function. It doesn't feel all that great, but sometimes it functions as of like, no, it's too much. Judge myself, bring myself back down the ladder, right? Because when we go climb the ladder, it feels uncomfortable and all these thoughts pop in our mind, including judgments and minimizing and uh, rationalizing and uh, discarding thoughts and truths and when all this stuff comes along with it and judgments is one of those things. So what, what I'm asking you to do then is to, well, stop that. <laughs> and I know it's ridiculous for me to say that because it's not that simple. But what I'm asking you to do is Notice those judgments and say, I I see you. You're welcome to be here. But I'm also curious about this stuff too. And it's okay to have both of those sensations at the same time. But when it comes to making new friends, I I don't, how judgmental, I think we're skeptical. I think we're skeptical of potential new friends. I don't know if we're judgmental. If we're judgmental, that means we're down the ladder and now we're in like a defensive place. But I think with new friends, we're open to trusting, we're open to learning about them, but we're also kind of skeptical, like we're figuring people out, right? And I think it's okay to bring that same kind of energy to yourself. So you may have some positivity you find inside of yourself, it doesn't feel quite right. And it's okay to be a little bit skeptical about that. It's okay to be like, okay, is this real? Let me sit with this. Let me feel this out for a little bit. And then kind of see where it goes. You know, maybe I'm into this podcasting thing. Maybe I'm into like writing a kid's book. Maybe I'm into um, joining a softball team. Maybe I'm into joining a local uh, cornhole team or something like that. If you don't know what that is, look that up. It's a really fun game. So maybe there's things that I'm into, but I'm skeptical. But I'm also curious at the same time. And it's okay to have both of those at the same time. I'm going to stick with my curiosity because I want, to, I want to know more about this. But I'm skeptical as to what this might mean for my future and where this is going, and that's okay. But I'm curious. I'm going to take one step forward, and I'm going to look up, you know, like are there any cornhole teams or uh, what do you call them, uh, leagues, any cornhole leagues in my local. I'm just going to find out more information. I'm not going to go out there and just start throwing bags at boards and stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to look up some information. Or if I'm into, I'm kind of into this whole, you know, kids book genre thing. I'm skeptical as to what it might look like in my future and if I can pull it off. And if I, if I really believe myself that I'm skeptical, but I'm also really curious and I want to take a, just one, one step forward today. And that one step forward might be just to go to the library and look at kids books and see if I'm inspired by anything. If my passion really kind of is in there. And then once I take that one step forward, it's like, okay, well, I'm still skeptical, but I'm also curious about taking one more step forward. And maybe that one more step forward is is, uh, looking up kids' book agencies. Or maybe that one step forward is developing one kids' book character or an outline for a story that you already have in your head. You get the idea? Like, you're just, you can be skeptical. Go ahead. Like, I think it's kind of healthy in a way. But you can also be curious at the same time and take one step forward. Just like you'd make a a new friend, you're going to learn about them one thing at a time, but you're also going to be kind of skeptical because you're feeling them out. And they really have to kind of of prove to you that they're trustworthy, that they're safe. And I I think that those things, those positive, positive things inside of you 
you they have to prove themselves in a way, but you also have to be willing to like cultivate that. You have to be willing to kind of like listen and, and be open to what's inside of there. And then as you do that, that energy will start to grow, I think. And the, and the capacity of your nervous system will grow from there as well. But you have to be curious. You have to be genuinely curious. And being genuinely curious comes from your safety system. Evaluation and judgment come from your defensive states. But being curious, it has to, that comes from safety. That comes from nowhere else but your ventral vagal safety pathways. So maybe everything that I'm saying, you're like, no, Justin, you're talking out of your ass. You have no idea what you're talking about. Fine. But can you agree with me that it is important to access your ventral vagal safety pathways? Can we agree on that? And if you can agree on that, then, okay, well, now what do you do to do that? What do you do to self-regulate? And I have a whole bunch of things in my Building Safety Anchors 30-day course slash challenge. There's a whole bunch of things that I help people to develop what are their safety anchors for accessing their safety state? So if you if you and I agree that that accessing our safety state more and more is important, then I think it's okay to work on that and become curious about, okay, well, how do I access my safety state? Fine. And practice those things. And what's going to happen is, is the more you do that, the more you're going to tap into your curiosity because it just you don't have a choice. It just comes along with accessing your safety state, you become, you naturally become more curious about, well, about everything. So let's agree that accessing the safety state is important. And then I'm going to trust that you go and do that as much as you can. And then while you're doing that, I think you might become more interested and curious about what does lie within you that is positive and uh, beautiful and energetic and playful and safe. And you might become more interested in that you might become more curious about developing those things and I th- again i think we all have them i think we all have those things so treat yourself like you would a potential new friend someone that is an acquaintance that you have some familiarity with but you are open to getting to know better it's okay to be skeptical bring some curiosity Notice your judgments and let them be, but also allow yourself to be curious at the same time because that is okay. Do a little bit at a time. You don't have to get to know every single positive thing about yourself all at once. I don't think it's possible. I'm finding out new things about myself all the time and it's really, really cool. It's a fun experience. I I love being able to tap into these things that I didn't know were there or how intense they were or that I am that person that I didn't think I was or at least I have those pieces of me. And then also don't do the painful stuff right away. It'll come. It'll come. You'll be able to get there, but it's, it's okay to know that you have that pain inside of you and you're not ignoring it. You're saying, I know you're there. I love you. I'm I'm not going to judge you. You're there for a reason. My pain is there for a reason. Of course it is. You didn't make it up. Right. So I I know you're in there and you're welcome to come and join me on this journey, but I'm also going to focus on the beauty that's inside of me and the positivity and the energy and the safety and the playfulness. I'm going to focus on that as well. So I'm going to let my, those other feelings be there while also accessing my other ventral vagal safety feelings. So I'm going to let both those be present at the same time or alternating whatever they have to do. And then I'm going to make a step forward in getting to know myself 
little by little in the positive ways and grow into the absolutely incredible human being that you are supposed to be or can be or can choose to be at some point. That's my thoughts on how you can start to treat yourself as a potential new friend. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, again, I, I know I've mentioned it a couple times. I do have the Building Safety Anchors 30-day course. It's got learning. It's got practicing. It's got feeling. It's got growing. The goal is to help people to get more access to their ventral vagal safety pathways more and more. It's 30 days. I laid out each day with like just bite-sized small things that they, someone can do every single day to to become more in the present moment, really to become more anchored in the present moment. That's on justinlmft.com slash challenges. There is a, a link in the description. Before I wrap it up, I wanted to read a message I got that really um, touched me. This is from Emma. She says, hello, I am listening to the Polyvagal Podcast. This is an old one. <laughs> this is an old one. I am listening to the Polyvagal Podcast while I'm having to self-isolate away from my family due to showing symptoms of COVID. Oh, wow. I wanted to let you know that since I was advised to listen to this podcast, it has changed my life. I'm a teaching assistant and I have taught the basics of polyvagal theory to my colleagues. Nice. We work with traumatized children and it has been important to pass this on. I'm a traumatized person too, which is why my friend told me about your podcast. Thank you to that friend, by the way. Wow. Thank you. I have just been offered a place at a university to do my teacher training and they were absolutely blown away by the polyvagal theory I told them about. My aim is to get more neurobiology into teaching, and I'm going to go on a and do a master's and hopefully a PhD in this area. Nice. Thank you both, Mercedes and I, thank you both so much for your amazing, insightful podcast. It has absolutely changed my world. Hope you're keeping okay during these crazy times. Thank you, Emma. I, I am keeping okay. This was, I said this a couple months ago. Um, I am keeping okay. I'm getting a little... I'm ready to get back to the real world. I'll put it that way. I'm ready to get back to the real world. Um, being stuck at home is not super fun. But but I am being productive, I'm challenging myself in new ways, and you know doing the best that I can to grow. Uh, so I'd like you are as well, Emma. So applause to you. Thank you so much for this wonderful message. Um, I'm glad that you like the, po- the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.